You are now listening to Web Oddities. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome you back to the third official episode of Web Oddities. And only the second one we have any evidence of ever existing in actuality. Is it mm-hmm. you say we made ten episodes before this? And I say we made ten episodes before this. We made ten episodes before this. Did we? No. But we can say that. We can, oh, say, we can that. say that. There's no evidence against us. <laughs> okay. So I'm yeah. DJ Tim Allen. DJ D class over here. And I'm DJ J02X, otherwise known as Mashimonium, otherwise known as Jayhawk? I'll say Jayhawk? the DJ with too many names. <laughs> <laughs> or not enough. Oh, well, it depends on who you ask. Uh, if you ask anyone besides himself, it's too many names. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> I think that's totally fair. So, what do you got cooking up for us today, DJ D-Class? Most relevant name in the game? You see, the thing is, is I got to write the script for this episode. By the script, you mean the very rough pencil-written outline. It's a pen. Well, that's (laughs) the weakest pen I've seen in a long time, my man. You know what? We're not here to judge my ink, alright? We're here to judge my outline. Hmm. And what I did in fact outline was probably one of my favorite little <clears throat> web oddities. And all right, yeah. yeah. The SCP Foundation. Oh. Now, I I know that um both of our gentlemen here, both t- uh, uh DJ Tim and uh DJ uh JO2X. J02X, sir. Yeah, I can't I I can't be bothered to uh to do that. <laughs> See, that's why I give so many names, so people have options, whatever's easiest. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm thinking about I mean, the yeah. people. Bone so. is your favorite DJ, Flumdy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, what we're, well, what we're trying to get at here is uh, we get to cover the SCP Foundation this time. Woo! And I think that that's going to be fun. That is going to be fun. You know, Wait, what is the SCP Foundation? Well, you know, I was about to get into that. You see, the thing is, is it started where most internet things start, and that's 4chan. Yeah, I know. It, but hey, it sounds rough. It sounds rough, but it's all right. You know, 4chan has brought us many great, wonderful things. Uh, believe it or not, like they've brought us everything from mass online harassment to bronies. You know, well, what are staples of the modern internet? I want to. I want to bring to light what I believe to be the most important. Okay. The SCP Foundation. It all started. So, so real quick. Y'all know creepy pastas, of course. Like, is that like when it's a nice Halloween night and you're up at 12 a.m. in the morning and it's dark <laughs> out and you don't want to turn on the lights or make any noise because your mother's sleeping in the other room? No, no, and, no, no. And then spaghetti starts falling out of the walls and. No, just, no, no. I'm not talking like, about like when an emo girl like all like blacks up her spaghetti. You know. All right. <laughs> Um, what I'm trying to say is more like, it's like a creepy story, you know, like just something kind of funky and, and, you know, something kind of weird. And that's what sort of what the SCP foundation is all about. It started with, um, what we will lovingly refer to as peanut or more officially the official designation SCP-173 colloquially known as the sculpture. Hmm. And this is unsurprisingly, it's a sculpture. It is made out of concrete and rebar. 
And the anomalous things about it is it's sort of uh, kind of like always leaking um, blood and feces. You know, as a statue does. As a statue does. Now, the also the other important thing is the crunch. Somebody. I'm so sorry, me. everybody. Uh, you're going to hear uh, a gap. We accidentally he he accidentally said DJ something D-class. that's not allowed. Said a no no word. Said a no no word. But anyway, we got five minutes. I think this bitch <laughs> likes to uh, snap your neck when you're not looking at it, just for fun. So kind you of know? like my ex. <laughs> I don't think your girlfriend, Joe, likes to snap your neck. Or your ex-girlfriend. That's... Or does she? Um... Do we need a restraining order? Let's just... That, that's private matters. We'll, we'll get past that. Okay, fair enough. But, you know, and that's... And it's just sort of... It's just sort of funky, you know? They keep him locked up in a box, and, they, and you know, they they get somebody to to clean the, clean the cage every once in a while, because, you know, it's just sort of, you know, kind of like not cool to uh you know just just to sort of have blood and feces all over the floor and and that's where it all started it started as this little post on on 4chan and everybody was real interested in it because it sort of laid out like this very very specific government document you know it gives very specific containment procedures and and you know very specific classification and all that sort of stuff and it's just it, it, it caught the interest of the larger public and it evolved from there to the full-on SCP Foundation. And there is a wiki, is literally the SCP wiki. Go on there, and there are now over 4,000 of them. That's right. There's that many now? Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> over 4,000 SCPs. And that, ladies and gentlemen, doesn't even include the tales about those SCPs. I, I can't fathom just how many, like, 4,000 different unique weird concepts like how do you come yeah. up with that many even community yeah because because that's the thing folks this isn't just a um this isn't like one guy writing this no no no, no. this is like a whole community mm-hmm. and it's it's actually pretty fun on the actual website itself anybody can submit an scp i may be getting uh, ahead of ourselves a little bit but have you ever um submitted an scp i have not submitted one no mm. i have started to write one okay and oh. we might get to that later but you know, it's that's that's part of the fun is anybody gets to contribute to the foundation website. The only thing is, is there is a voting system. If something is deemed unworthy of being on the foundation's website, it will be removed from the foundation's website. So not not all SCPs are winners, but don't worry, the ones you do read probably are. <laughs> yes. So personally, I am a series one aficionado. Series one. Series one. There's series one through four. So, what do you mean by series exactly? For a series is series one is SCP one through nine hundred ninety nine, series two one thousand through two thousand three two thousand through three thousand, so on and so forth. Series four, four thousand to five thousand. No. (laughs) So I I have a question though. Yes, I may be wrong, but they don't use every single one of those numbers, right? Like you might there. There may not be like an SCP-275. There is. So for every single number, there's every number gets filled before they move on to the next series. So, um, when they move on to the next series, is there like a gap in time, or is it just considered a series because it has it's 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 a new series because they started a new numbers. Okay, they moved up in the thousands. You know, so you know, series one didn't end 
until they had all 1,000 slots filled. I see. It's like a century. When we entered the 2000s, no, no, no major thing happened. We just kind of rolled right in. <laughs> exactly. And no okay, either. got it. Yeah. And and you know there are differences between the series, but that's more of a of an evolving taste. Yes. As things go on, series one was much more of a of a look at this thing. It's kind of funky, you know. <laughs> but series four is more like look at this thing. There's a story behind it, and people mm-hmm. are more interested in the story. Personally, I like just looking at something and going, well, this is kind of weird. I like that. You know? And well, and the thing is, too, about SCPs is they're not all just things. There are places, people, um, different dimensions, concepts, indeed. Yes. For those of you who know memetics, uh, we will be delving into memetics as well a little bit, which are going to be difficult to explain. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's, you know, there's, um, there's a lot on the website. You know, and it's just sort of, it's fun to go around. So I figured we could, before we get too deep into um, into uh, the, SC, the actual SCPs on the website, I figured we could go over some of the lore. Sure. You know, because there is some lore to it. There's some stuff behind it. There's a, you gotta, you gotta brief yourself prior to actually getting into it. And if I'm going on a wiki, I better believe they're going to find a lot of lore there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 4,000 different um, articles, I guess you would say. 4,000 yeah, SCPs. Whatever lore they get pieced together, I'm sure, is going to be now, interesting. Now, there's no real official uh, canon, for those of you who understand a canon. Like, a canon is sort of like the well, the official events in a series of something. You know, mm-hmm. like, like if your favorite series, right, your favorite TV show, there's a canon in it that Jamie likes Allison, but Allison likes Tim. I hope your girlfriend's name is Allison, Tim. <laughs> it's not, but close enough. Well... They both include letters in the alphabet. Indeed. And it's sort of like, you know, that's sort of what officially happens. Everybody's okay with that. Everybody recognizes that. Yeah. But some people like to go, well, I think that secretly Tim and Jamie are having a relationship. You know, and people How did speculate you know? about that. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> SCPs is more about that second part. There's no one person that goes, yes, this is what happens in this universe. But, but, along with that, everybody has sort of agreed upon some relatively basic foundation uh, yeah to uh, yeah to to base these stories upon so first things first for 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 things that go on in the foundation there are a few there are a few foundations first things first there's the scp foundation which stands for secure contain protect you have the uh, goc which is the global occult coalition they act and there's stuff like um dr wondertainment um, Marshall Carter and Dark. These are all people that are uh, very similar to the Foundation in that they like to go get things and okay. take them back. So I, I actually have never heard of any of that, and I, I've read a decent number of SCPs in my time. So are, are stories about those foundations and individuals hosted on the SCP websites, or is that just like a complete... Yes, sir. Okay. Those, so. are, those are official, you know... Canons, quote unquote, I guess. Since you know, I just used that very wrong, I guess, because so I just said there is no canon. They like, all exist in the same universe. Yes, Got this it. isn't like you know you can find the Marshall Carter and Dark website and it's a copy of the SCP website. So it's not like DC are, and Marvel. No, not no, no, at all. No, no, no. Got it. It's like you know, 
I guess how how Marvel has both Shield and Hydra. That's exactly how it is. SCP, the SCP Foundation is a lot more like we like to go get the things, hold on to them, study them. Mm-hmm. The Global Occult Coalition is more like we like to go find the bad things and make them go bye bye. We don't care how they work. We don't care about studying them to figure out what more is going on. We just don't want them here, so we make them go bye bye. Sounds like the basis of a secret war. The SCP Foundation. Uh, well, that's Daleport. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, Imagine if they got their hands on like that giant crocodile thing. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, six eight two. I think oh, so. Oh yes, yes. That is SCP six eight two. We'll get to him. Awesome. Okay, I have plans to get to all of the, or at least to try to get to all of this within an hour and a half. Nice. Right, but then there's some people like Marshall Carter and Dark are actually they're more um, less less collectors, more suppliers. They tend to make anomalous objects. Really? Dr. Wondertainment is my favorite because he tends to make kid toys. You know, so there's, um, what is it? There's the Dr. Wondertainment's Little Surgeon's Kit. I forgot the official designation, but that's the colloquial term for it. And it is pretty much a set of 11 different little surgical kits that contain real body parts and a little special pace. So, like, let's say let's say you're playing with your buds, and, oh, no, Joey lost a finger. Oh, no, that you happens all the time. You, you open up your Dr. More Entertainment kit number, like, you know, eight, and it's got a little bit of paste. You apply it where Joe's finger was. You apply it onto the new finger supplied in the kit, stick it on there, hold it for a little bit, and bada-boom, bada-bing, Joey's got a new finger. Wow. You know? That's actually, so these are toys. Yeah, these are toys. There's Dr. Wondertainment. There's, like, um... This is like little pets. You you get them in little eggs, and depending on where you put the eggs will sort of change how they grow up. So, like, if you put it in water, it'll become like a an aquatic pet. If you put it near the heater, it'll end up breathing fire when it comes out. You know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Is Dr. Wondertainment himself an SCP? I don't... Well, that's the thing. We don't quite know who Dr. Wondertainment is, nor if he's... Nor if it's a person... Or just a collection of people. I see. If Dr. Wondertainment is like like Chuck E. Cheese, you know? <laughs> like, you go to Chuck E. Cheese, but Chuck E. Cheese doesn't own the restaurant. Uh, actually, you know, when I went there, I always saw him hanging around, like, playing with his friends on the stage. So, I think he does own the the restaurant. Because Tim, why Tim, Why wouldn't he? Tim, what? I, have, he owns the place. I have to break some bad news to you. What? That was, that was a robot. They got him at every store, bud. Well... You Robots how... are people too. They can own restaurants. Well, that's something we'll get to as well. Okay. <laughs> you know, Joe. You know, don't bring that up on my episode. <laughs> All right. Just based on what I hear from SCPs, it sounds like FNAF would be SCPs. FNAF would not constitute FNAF. an SCP. We will get to. We're not going <laughs> to get gonna to that. Get... Like, it sounds like something no. Doctor Entertainment would make. No, that would be more like a. I don't know. I don't know if that'd be a do- well. That might well, be a well, Doctor Entertainment uh, restaurant. I don't fuck. I don't know. I don't freaking know. But um, but you know, they, they and they've got all these different these groups of people now. Now, along with that, there are various classifications of of people just within the foundation. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got your you know the D class that I'm I'm so lovingly named after, which are those are your those are your test subjects. Yeah. Those are the the people from the prison populations and um. You know, maybe some political prisoners in times of need, or you know, captured, captured global occult coalition members and stuff like that. And they, they sort of, they, they, they throw them in with the SCPs. They go, you know what? 
We got the big lizard. I wonder what happens if we throw a guy with a gun at it. <laughs> you, know? And, you know, they go, all right, here's your task. We're going to give you this gun, and you're going to walk into that room. Um, good luck. We're going to record what happens. Yeah, so you, you know, we think that our prison, prison system is bad. You know, just go to this. Well, universe. I mean, there's a reason why it's a recruitment center for D-Class. Mm-hmm. Duh. So what's there's a YouTube series about um, this guy who like respawns every time he dies and he's like a D class and they use him to test things. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. What's it called? I believe it is called Containment Breach. Yes, I'm not sure. I'll find it out and then I'll find it out. But that's a fun series. It's a fun series. I personally haven't watched it, but I've heard it's extremely fun and I really should watch it at some point. You should. I really enjoy it. I should. And there are there are also researchers that take place there, and and you know, and and guards and everybody. And there are various uh, levels of clearance given to all these people. Mm-hmm. Low, there's clearance levels one through five. One being the lowest, five being tippity top most peeps. <laughs> you know, if <laughs> you're a level one person, you're the janitor. You're the guy who goes in and cleans up the bloody mess the the big reptile left behind. If you're you know, at peanuts. Be sure to keep your eyes on him at all times while cleaning. Oh yes, they actually <laughs> use they use D class. D class are technically level one personnel. They are given information on a need to know basis only, and most of the time they do not need to know the information. And just for our listeners, the series is called Confinement, and it's Thank by you. Lord Bung on YouTube. If you're interested in the stuff we're talking about today, I suggest you check it out. It's a fun series. Yes. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And um and then if there's there's like level two, these are the guys that are they're like the research assistants. You know, these are the people that are like they know a little bit about what's going on, but they might not know everything that's going on. And you got level three people, those are like the head researchers of a specific SCP. Like they know everything going on there. You know? And level four, those are the people who are they are the head of sites, right? Like you've got site nineteen that contains SCPs XYZ. You know, but over here you got Site 27, which contains SCPs ABC. You know, and those, the level four people are the people who manage these sites. And O5, or level five, the O5 Council, those are the people, they know everything that's going on. Nothing gets hidden from them. And it's, they know, you know, no classified material. They decide everything that goes on. They are the topmost priority in any situation. Anybody below them protects them. This is a, you know, this, you know, like they're the president, man. You don't. Oh, I don't think they're even you know, the president. They're oh, like, they're, yeah, they're higher naughty. than the president. They're, this is this is like if them versus the president was in an, you know, we were in danger. You'd go save an O5 council member first mm-hmm. because if the president dies, we get a new one. If an O5 council member dies, we might um, lose the planet. You know, on the topic of being higher than the president and yes. sites, you say oh this SCP is on this site, this SCP is on this site. That sounds like they have a lot of territory that could be like normal people can find out about. How do they keep this all under wraps? Well, Guns. they have uh, <laughs> that, but they usually have things. They have cover stories. There's a lot of cover stories. So they own the and there's a lot of um, what we like to call amnestics, things that will give you amnesia, make you, make you go. Good night. So like men in black. Yeah, men in black kind of thing. Like, oh, somebody kind of wandered where they shouldn't. We're gonna capture them, give them a little uh, amnestic A, and send them back home with a with a cover story. Okay. You know? Or you know, maybe there's like something happens to a city. They'll spread an amnestic over it, and they'll give a cover story of such and such. 
You know, stuff like that. And that's how they, they tend to cover things up. And they've got a lot of, a lot of methods of doing that. A lot of different things to make you forget. A lot of different things to put false memories in you. Yeah. Very scary stuff as well. So, I, I'm actually curious. I don't know if the lore goes into it, but mm-hmm. are any of their, like, amnestics, is that how it's pronounced? Yep. Are any of those, like, SCPs that they harness, or is it all implied to be yes, just normal actually. technology? They, it, is, it is relatively normal technology, but they have found some amnestics that do come from SCPs, or, like, they, they've tried to use. I see. There's uh, SCP-939, uh, with many voices is the, the, the name of it. It is, I won't get too deep into it, but it's, imagine, like, a dog. Right, except it's like three times your size, has no eyes, and likes to eat you for no good reason. <laughs> it was cute at first, but it's, it's, no fur, it's sort of spiny. Oh, never teeth. mind. No, nope. you know, downright adorable. Exactly. <laughs> right, and the best part is they have kids that look exactly like humans until they turn about thirteen years old. At which point they sort of sloth off all their skin, uh, lose their head, eat it, and you know. Yeah. Wait, how do they? How do they lose their head and then eat it? They with they what grow a new head. Oh, it's like and and the worst part is the worst part is the reason they're called with many voices is because they can replicate human voices perfectly. They Ooh. generally here's the the way their method of luring and prey is they'll sound like somebody in distress, and the closer you get, the more of this sort of amnestic pheromone is released, right? And it becomes more concentrated. So the closer you get, the more you sort of like forget what you're doing. The more you want to follow this this voice of danger you know like you're gonna go help somebody and it's sort of you know and that's when you're sort of you know dead oh. <laughs> once, once you reach a you'll reach a cave hear the voice and uh you go bye bye wow so they're the first peppers that aren't good boys well they are not good boys not very bad very boys. bad boys yes. very bad boys go time out and um and if for those of you interested they even the the writer of the article actually um did a did a timeline of, of of what would happen when they tried to raise one of these offspring, and it was uh it was very interesting, and um and actually we'll move on to um we'll move on to the SCPs themselves at this point, shall we, folks? Sure. And I think it's we're almost half an well, hour in now. So. Actually, uh, before we go into that, I'm at I'm curious about the composition curious. of the O5 Council. These yes. big baddie on top people. Mm-hmm. Now, first things first, nobody knows who the O5 Council members are. Only people who need, and I mean like need to know, know who the O5 Council members are. Their identities are kept very secret. So what do we know about the O5 Council? They decide a lot of sort of like ultimate do or die situation things. You know, there's a lot of like, they they monitor things like which SCPs should go where. You know, because like let's say you've got an SCP that's, you know, some really strong magnet sort of thing. Sure. You wouldn't want to put the big ball of, like, you know, steel fishing hook and wire that <laughs> captures you and eats you right next to it. Is that an actual SCP? That is an actual SCP. <laughs> I don't know. It's a Series I, 1. I think I found that in, like, my dad's garage. <laughs> yes. You you know, you wouldn't exactly want to put those right next to each other. Yeah, no. Or there's an SCP that um you sort of go into it, and it's this sort of endless labyrinth. And there's this other SCP where once you put it inside of things, it creates an endless labyrinth. You don't really want to put those two things together. That would be kind of weird, and we don't know what's going on. Infinite IKEA, or? not Infinite IKEA. No, 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 no. This is a. There's an SCP. It's um. Oh, shoot, 
I forgot exactly what it is, but it's like once you walk through a door, you go into another room. This room has more doors. You go through those doors, and you pretty much, you can just sort of keep going. And it just sort of goes on, and it goes farther past what mm. should be normal for where that, that object is. And then the other object, when you put it, it's like a little sculpture sort of thing. When you put it into a room, it'll sort of start creating, it, in a sort of Doctor Who bigger on the inside sort of thing. It'll make more and more rooms and sort of make the inside bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, creates a whole lot of funky problems with gravity and all this other sort of stuff. I see. So uh, they they do their darndest not to put those two things together because the O5, so, like, that's a thing. Somebody was like, hey, O5 Council, can I put this inside of this? And they were like, dumbass, we're not going to mess with that. <laughs> that's not a good idea. You know, and that's sort of the things they decide upon. You know, okay. they, they, the, I guess the big thing they're used for is deciding what gets tested, mm-hmm. you know, and they do get to decide where things go and whether or not, you know, we have to institute some sort of, you know, big emergency. Fellas, this is the end of the world. All right. We need action now. We will cover what happens later. All right. You know, that's the sort of thing that that they decide. OK. And these fellas are the big boys. Are they, they human? Are. They are human. Is that confirmed? Because I remember I was talking to my friend, and he was like, you know, we don't know what they are. They don't, I wouldn't know exactly, but, but, there is a story, I completely forgot what it was, but it had an interview with uh, an agent, a field agent, who ended up, um, their identity was erased from the document because they ended up becoming an O5 council member. Hmm. You know. Okay. That's, that's sort of you don't want any traces of that, and you know they sort of. My understanding is to become an O5 council member, you have to put some real dedication into this, and there's even there's tests. There are certain SCPs, which we'll get to, for those of you who know 110 Montauk, we'll get to that. There are certain SCPs or even certain roles within the foundation you have to pass tests for. There's a a loyalty test. And anybody that scores, like, less than 100 does not become an O5 council member. Oh, I'd imagine. These are people that, like, they their personal safety does not go above that of the foundation. You know, everybody else may put their their safety above that of the foundation, of that below an O5 council member, but an O5 council member still treats the foundation as topmost priority. And the, the, the safekeeping of this information is their topmost priority. Okay. The council you know? goes down to the ship. Very much so. That's sort of the O5 council. I see. And my understanding, my, my headcanon, is that they're all human. And, you know, sometimes they make mistakes. Mm. You know, But, of course, there are... We don't know. There's like 12 of them. They wouldn't be surprised if one of them was from a different dimension or, you know, had three eyes or something. Or else they use SCPs to, like, manipulate themselves, make them yes, smarter, there are, there are, live longer. There are certainly SCPs that do that. You know, there I would you know there's a there's an SCP. We'll do SCP 500. That's a fun one. It's that a, it sounds is, it like is... a stock market. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's how's the SCP 500 going? Yeah. Oh, it's up 20 points today, guys. Guys, it's looking good. No, <laughs> we got SC... a bull market. Exactly, but SCP 500 is sort of this panacea. It is a cure all. You know, you got some ailment. Take that, you're all set. The Foundation's trying to figure out how it works, but in the meantime, they've only got, like, 50 pills. Like, that's, that's it. That's it. As soon as that runs out, it's gone. Okay. Now, usually, 
you have to get approval before giving this to someone. But guess what? That comes from an O5 member, right? And the O5 member take priority. It doesn't matter if we run out of those. Keeping O5 alive is what matters more. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how important these guys are. You know, and I think I've gone on for long enough about this. <laughs> it's interesting, though. It is, though. I, I, the, um, this pill that heals anything sounds yes. familiar. Was there a um, council, not an O5 council, but like an O4 yes. member? Oh, my gosh. Who had a, um, was it a dead daughter or um, dead, dead at birth daughter who he gave? All right, so I don't know if it's I, actually I, the pills, mm. but there's this one SCP. Yes. Which um is which essentially ends up healing whatever it's um given to. It might yes. be the pill, it might be another one. And there's this one of I assume four class from have access to it, who had this daughter who died at birth or died soon after. And yes. He's obviously heartbroken and he of wants to do anything. So um he essentially got the permission somehow, either by kind of sticky methods or just outright, to yes. give it to his daughter. So that she would, you know, end up living and be a living person. Of course. <laughs> but what end up, what, um, this obviously isn't a, a natural growth in life. No. Because of the SCP given to her. Of course not. So she kind of ended up growing strange and like, not all there. Yeah. And then she ended up becoming classified as an SCP. And you see, that sounds extremely familiar. Yeah, but this is the, even, this is the cool form oh, part of it. This is, we haven't even hit the cool part yet. <laughs> wow. So she's classified as SCP, so now this guy is no longer allowed to see her. Oh, yeah. And if you look on the page for her, you can see in the notes, you can see um, like crossed out all these emails from the doctor. Just keep Taylor requesting it. And then responses, please stop requesting. If you request one more time... We'll have to um, demote you, mm. and um, and I think the last one was like all all further replies are blocked. Yeah, that uh, that really it yeah. sounds kind of familiar it's, to me it too. Sounds, it sounds it's familiar. really sad. <laughs> There's uh, it sounds extremely familiar, and I can if if you can think I'd, I'd say if you think about it, you can. There's probably an SCP about it already, but obviously not. We're hitting four thousand and still going. And listen. Uh, Listeners, you may be thinking right now, these people are trying to do a show and they don't even know these things. Keep in mind, there's over 4,000. Yes, there are. Come on. 4,000 of them. Cut us some slack. I can hear you condescending. I can read your thoughts. That's my superpower right here. Don't don't at me, SCP Foundation. Yeah, that's one of many things that makes me anomalous. Of course. Yes. Many things make Tim anomalous. Other than being a clone of Tim Such as big boobies. I'm so, just what? I'm sorry, that was a terrible pun. You can um, check us out on our Tidio. Oh, yes, site. the Tidio. The Tidio. If you t- go on, the Tidio. That's, It'll... for context, that is the actual literal name of the chat service we use. Yes, it is. If we you go on to the website the you're listening from. Has the Tidio on there? All you got to do bottom is right, I think. Talk, yeah, so bottom left. Bottom, bottom left. left if you're on PC. If you're on your phone, there's a thing that says "Talk to a Live DJ." Hit that. So talk to us. and show us your Tidio account, please. No. <laughs> so um, we were getting back on here. SCPs. Now there are a few things to know about SCPs. We are um, there are different classifications of SCPs as well. Because obviously not all SCPs are created equal. Um, there are the three most common terms 
from Series 1 are Safe, Euclid, and Keter. Or Keter, if you want to pronounce it wrong. <laughs> um, those are the ones I am most comfortable with and I know the best. There are, in the newer series, there are things like a danger level, which is solving a problem that the original classifications sort of missed out on. So the original, the classification of safe Euclid or Keter is not how dangerous the object is. That is not what it is. It is rather how difficult it is to contain. So this is like, the, the easiest way to describe it is what we call the box test. All right, if it's safe, you can put it in like a cardboard box. It isn't going to do anything. It's just sort of going to sit there until somebody, you know, eventually comes up to it and does whatever to it. You know, it could be a rubber ducky that when you touch it, murders everybody in the room. But it only does that when you touch it. So if you keep it in a box and leave it alone, it doesn't do anything. That's safe. Is that a real SCP? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but I would be. Not yet. <laughs> Joe, or, get on that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so get on that. Somebody write that down. And uh, Euclid is sort of that medium level. This is a, you can put it in the box. Everything will probably be okay. But we're not a hundred percent. You know, this is something that might, like, you know, might chew through the box. It might end up outside of the box at some point, or it might still do things while it's in the box. You know, this is something like, you know, when you put it in the box, anybody who gets near it will want to go open the box and do something with it. You know, that's that sort of thing. Would the pills then be a Euclid? No, the pills are safe because as long as they're sort of just kept locked up. They're fine. Yeah, it's not like they don't using, do anything. You they're, know, they're not tempting you uh, using some sort of magic well, to yes, open they're it not, up. But of course, they're tempting. If you have knowledge of them, that's different. If you know that that SCP right, is so. in the box, but the SCP itself doesn't make you want it. it. Does there's no compulsion to get it beyond the knowledge of what it does? Yeah, you know, it doesn't like. It's not like uh, like there's an SCP. It is called um, I forget the name, but it's called the eyelid remover. Because, um, <laughs> nope, nope, it is, it, nope. it's a box cutter, a standard, like, exact no. box cutter, and when you get near it, it just sort of makes you want to cut off your eyelids. Oh my you know, gosh. As one does. Now, this isn't like a, you know, that's, that's Euclid, because when you put it in a box, somebody can still get close to the box and go, I have this real urge to cut my eyelids off, <laughs> and go into the I box and do that. Wait, that isn't your normal Tuesday morning? No, sir. No, that's awful. That is very awful, because <laughs> people feel the whole pain the entire time they're doing it. They're just compulsed to do it. It's not like it doesn't hurt, and it's not like all of a sudden you gain the magic ability to never not never need to blink. It just makes you cut your eyelids off. <laughs> that's all it does. Man. And, you know, that's sort of, that's a Euclid. That you put it in the box, but it, if you get close to it, it might make you do something. And I guess we probably should have said this earlier, but to everyone listening, like this last one, there are some SCPs that we'll be covering that are definitely disturbing. And I, yes. I dare we say it warn... will get worse. So yeah, It will get worse. Yes. We will warn you before we give you anything extremely, gra extremely graphic, but be warned. Yes. Things may be a little bit disturbing from here on out. Uh, now for Keter, that is one that's, if you put it in the box, it's getting out of the box. This is not something you could ever leave alone. This is something actively trying to breach containment. For those of you, uh, we were talking about 682, Mr. Hard to Destroy Reptile. He hates us. He wants to get out. 
it is alive and it knows we are here. It doesn't like us and it's, you know, actively trying not to be in our containment. That's a keter. Or mm-hmm. let's say, or there's a computer that is, it is a sentient AI trapped on a, uh, a like a mid eighties computer. It doesn't like being here. It doesn't like being under our control. It kind of wants to get out. That's a keter. You have to, you can't like, you know, it can't be physically connected to any ethernet cables. You know, it's connected to its own separate generator even. You know, and it's got, like, you can't bring any electronics near it. You know, if anybody, anybody anywhere even comes close to it with a USB stick, they are immediately detained and questioned, if not just killed on site. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, you know, that's a, you know, somebody is obviously trying to do something, you know. um, And those are, yes. Would the, um, some people of interest or groups, kind of like, um, if you're going to call this not, like the fifthism, would those people... Be considered um keters i don't know fifthisms fifthism uh all right i don't know well <laughs> i know stuff like um or like maybe the church of the broken god you know those guys um now for those of you real quick the church of the broken god is another group like the scp foundation they are they're a religion that believes in sort of a mechanical modification sort of cyberpunky steampunky sort of life you know that there is a god made out of physical parts that once they put them all together, he will be whole again. And theoretically, this is part of the cult of the worm, who was the exact opposite. They believe in more of a natural modification via, like, satanic rituals and stuff. And <laughs> the, the most entire natural thing, of things. The most natural way, yes. <laughs> and, you know, like, the, 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 the god broke himself up to create a prison for the worm. And that's sort of this, this, this two sides to a story. And the one, the, the Church of the Broken God worships the Broken God, obviously. Naturally. And the Cult of the Worm worships the Worm. You know, and it's sort of the thing where the, 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 the Broken God promises something beyond ultimate destruction like the Worm does. You know? Listen, <laughs> the Worm's just and being honest. The, the Worm is your elder God here. <laughs> it promises destruction only. Yes. No, no good things implied or explicitly stated in its gospel. No, it's just it's here to eat things, and that's about it. Man, <laughs> me too. Now, now, the Church of the Broken God would not be con- them con- themselves be considered keter unless they had some sort of anomalous modification. But they are an active. They are a group of interest, mm-hmm. which is that the group of interest is the Global Occult Coalition, uh, Marshall Carter and Dark, Doctor Wondertainment. The Cult of the Worm, Fifthists, no. you know, uh, so, Mothers Against um, Weed or something. No, Gamers Against Weed, sorry. <laughs> Pardon me? Is, is this a thing one. that exists in the SCP universe, or is this something that exists in ours? That is real. Uh, gamers Against Weed. The, they okay. are an actual, they are a group of interest that the Foundation keeps an eye on. Why? <laughs> because they are Gamers Against Weed. Okay. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> it is very funny. Not a you know, it's just it's terrible. Okay, and but, so know. let let me uh, say real quick, probably my favorite Keter class SCP. Favorite Keter, alright. SCP eighty nine hundred EX. Do you know which one that one is off the top of your head? I do not. That one is color. 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 Color is an SCP. Color is an SCP. You didn't know this one? Ladies and gentlemen, I've hit, I think we've hit memetics, have we? I honestly don't know if this is considered memetics, but it okay. it actually, um, if I remember correctly, basically the whole idea is in the 40s, 
SCP-8900-EX kind of appeared, and it it Mm -hmm. acted kind of like a virus, or it would spread from thing to thing, and it would actually make it color. And before this, everything was literally black and white. But, you know, (laughs) and so color really, it just spread from person to person, and there was a point in time in, like, the 40s or 50s where some people were colored... Oh, God. Uh, and then others were just black and white. <laughs> and oh, no. So this is a good example of how, even if it's Keter class, it's not necessarily dangerous. It's not dangerous. This... It's a, that's not hurting anybody. No, not at all. I mean, the people hurt the other people, but we, we won't get into that. Um, but, you know, that's, that, that, that's sort of the thing about Keter. Is it's not like, like uh, the thing that might be Keter is think of a duck. Right? We'll go with the rubber ducky again. It doesn't hurt you this time, but it just sort of likes to randomly teleport somewhere else every once in a while Mm -hmm. you know that's keter that's one of those we don't quite know when it's gonna go so everybody keep an eye on it this is hard to contain or else like a virus that makes you want to call your mother and tell her i love you yes that That would also be keter that's kind of you know that's hard to hard to keep track of Mm -hmm. you know and there are others beyond this like i said you like i said these are based on containment you know this isn't based on how dangerous it is or you know how much it's gonna kill you when it does kill you you know, this is just how hard it is to keep in your, keep in the box. You know, now there are other classifications like, like the danger level. You know, this is danger level five or something like that. Or I think they have like a green, yellow, red. Like I said, I'm a series one guy. This is like yeah. series three beyond. The only other classification that I, that I recognize, I suppose, or know is Thaumiel, which is, um, when the SCP is the box. This is, this is your SCPs that are used to contain other SCPs. You know, there's a, so I mentioned, um, groups of interest, right? Yes. Like the Global Occult Coalition, those kinds of people, right? Along with that, uh, within the foundation, there are other groups. These are called mobile task forces. These guys are very fun. These are the guys who go out and get the SCPs. There is like, um, who you gonna call? The Ghostbusters would technically be an MTF. <laughs> nice. I would like to say that. Joe is correct. <laughs> now, I don't quite know who you're going to call, but there are, oh, you'd probably call the Ninetale Fox. That's, uh, that's MTF group. That's your standard SWAT fellas, right? Mm. Ninetale Fox, they, you know, those are your standard SWAT guys. There's, um, the MTF, ah, oh, shoot. They've got, there are some really interesting and fun, uh, MTF names. Mobile Task Force. Mobile Task Force. Okay. All right. There are multiple task forces, and there's a there is a task force that is fully considered uh, that is fully, um, I guess, made up of SCPs. Oh, that's fun. You know, power which Rangers. is fun. They use they, they yes, they got their own Power Rangers. <laughs> you know, they we use the SCP oh, to contain the SCP. You know. And they, these, these SCPs with their, you know, anomalous abilities, they'll go out and get things, their you know? names are Mr. Fantastic, Nothing, <laughs> and Lizard Girl. Oh, and... that's fun. I'm just imagining, like, a giant lizard person walking around and getting blasted to high heaven. But then, of course, just not being injured and just grabbing, like, a rubber ducky <laughs> that kills people. But the rubber ducky can't kill him. Because he's a giant, unkillable lizard. Exactly. Now, the only thing is that I have to reason with him to do that. And um, that, that's part of the problem of using a Thaumiel SCP, is that you, sometimes you got to reason with him. 
because these people are supernatural. They're su- they're superheroes essentially. You know, there's you know there's a there's some there's a lady who has a camera. Whenever she uses this camera, she can take a picture and then reach through that picture and be where it is. You know, so like <laughs> that is so like a they can literally. Um, <laughs> you know, they can be like, okay, we need to be here right now. She can get, grab that picture and just whoop, zoom them all through. You know, like that's, that's important. You know, or there's like a guy who, um, there's, uh, for those of you who know Cain and Abel of the Bible, Ooh. there are Cain and Abel, the SCPs. What? Yes. They are, uh, 76 and 78, I believe. I think they'd Don't be a bit older that. than that. But, um... <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but they are related to each other. And, you know, they have yes, those... Yes, I'd imagine. Well, not even... Not <laughs> literally in the SCP universe, but, I mean, they, you know, there are notes of relations to, you know, 076 is very much similar to 078 in some of its background knowledge and stuff like that, you know. But I believe it's Abel, because I, I know... We all know Cain killed Abel, right? Yeah. Right, I think they sort of messed that up when they go into write the SCPs because <laughs> because Abel is very much um, Abel's the the very mean one while Cain is the nice guy, which is not yeah. how, now yeah, that Cain might be just a favor. <laughs> well, I know because the thing is, is they're very much inspired from the Bible. Abel, uh, no Cain has all damage done to him reflected outwards. That is so accurate. if you shoot. Uh, is that accurate? It's because after um, Cain killed Abel in the Bible, oh, God was correct. like, no one shall touch this man. If they do, they'll die. And like, yeah, to the seventh generation, right? their <laughs> descendants will be punished. Yeah, because well, how is that a punishment? What What do you mean? Like, you No, so here's the thing. So he basically punished um, Cain and all of his descendants, like placed a mark on them, had them scorned, had them forced to labor. And just yes. to make sure that they didn't just have people kill them and, and they're suffering, he cursed everyone oh. else saying, don't you touch this guy, just let him suffer forever. I get it. Okay. So that's how it was a quote-unquote punishment. I and see. it was also an anti-type to forgiveness. Yeah. Not anti-type, a type to forgiveness. I suppose, yes. A very a very strange form of forgiveness. But now, but that that's sort of how they it go. and perfected in the New Testament. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. It, we're we're talking... Fulfilled. Fulfilled. What, it's all I about worrying. I don't do the Bible. These fellows went to Catholic school. I did not. Um, Welcome to Theological Oddities, our new Catholic <laughs> No, 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 no. Don't you dare take my episode away from me. <laughs> okay, go on, go on. SCPs in terms of Catholicism. Oh, <laughs> so there is, um, now there is God. God is an SCP. We will leave that there. Uh, um, no, we're not going Peter. to just leave that there. I'm curious. Go into that. He's just sort of like this old man that just sort of stays around because he wants to. He sort of leaves and comes as he pleases because he's God. Now, technically, he's not God. Nobody, the Foundation does not recognize him as God. But it is very heavily implied that he's just sort of God. So is it implied that he created the universe? Or is it implied that he is is, the being who was worshipped as God? Because there's a bit of a difference there. I want to say the being that was worshipped as God. Because he's, well, and it's not like God as in, like, the exact Catholic christian judeo god guy he's just omnipotent and omnipresent so he is omnipotent he's omnipotent Implied. and omniscient okay you know he's just get that he's man sort of on the o5 council can, can i get a final yeah, right. word on the omnipresent yes 
No, like you said. <laughs> you said <laughs> is he omnipresent? Say it again. <laughs> okay, I see. He, he's omnipotent and omniscient, but not right? omnipresent. Not necessarily omnipotent. Hashtag no. no. But you mean omnipresent? Omnipresent. Hashtag not God. <laughs> Hashtag not my Hashtag God. <laughs> Hashtag not my God. Right? And that's, you know, that's sort of how the, uh, that's God. Anyways, <laughs> that's Abel, God. Abel is part of, we, we were talking about a mobile task force here, all right? <laughs> Abel <laughs> pops out of a coffin with some obsidian swords, and after a while they can reason with him, and he joins the task force. Oh. Like that's that, that's another oh. one of the people on said task force. So if, if you swords, this sounds like a pretty cool guy. <laughs> it is very cool. He, despite feeling pain, much like a normal person, goes on for a lot longer than a normal person. He will. The, he is kept in the bottom of the ocean, at the end of a very long hallway filled with a lot of guns. I'm talking a lot of guns. Who is this? This is Abel. Oh. This is SCP-76. I Got believe. it. And, um, cause pre- pretty much for before they were able to reason with him, all he would do was pop out of the coffin in a rage and murder the, the freaky frack out of anything. Right? And at some point they managed to slow him down enough to talk to him and he was like, alright. Cause here's the thing. They kill him every single time he pops out of the coffin. But he will sort of disintegrate and then reappear from the coffin. He also can summon these blades at will. This is, the, y'all ever played Kingdom Hearts? A little bit. You know how the guy can just sort of bam and like 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 strike that pose, and all of a sudden he's got a sword in his hand. I didn't play that much. Okay, well, <laughs> that's sort of what that's what Abel can do with his obsidian swords. It's kind of like Algol from Soul Calibur, because all of his I don't attack, know that. he starts off with like just using fists, but whenever he attacks, he um creates a copy of the Soul Engine Soul Blade. Just out of nowhere, because he's like kind of coming back. That's a that's a reference. I don't know. Joe, you're a nerd. Listen, Soul Calibur Four just came out like a few months ago. It might have been a few. It might have been more, but it's the recent release. Let's get back to the cool one here. (laughs) Yeah, Um, so they kill him. He reforms in the coffin. And the fun thing is, is um, that site does have nuclear warheads attached to it, just in case. But really, the the final offense. Actually, I don't think there are. No, 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 no. I take that back. There's no nuclear warheads. The final defense is that they literally just flood the facility. Does not matter who's in there. Just as long as as long as Abel is in there and he's about to get to that last elevator out, they flood the entire facility for a bare minimum of 24 hours. Ah, uh, they're all basically D class. Pretty much anybody who goes there pretty much signs the contract of, um. Yeah, I guess I'm okay with dying. Need be. Ooh, the O5 ooh, cancel ooh. is just like some of you may die, but that is a sacrifice I am willing to make. Yeah, pretty much. There are a lot of people. When you join the foundation, you pretty much sign away your right to live. Mm-hmm. That if unless you are lucky enough to um, get put to some sort of safe SCP, there's a there's a very high mortality chance. A very, there's a very high mortality rate among the SCP Foundation. I'd like to be put in charge of the like panacea SCP. Yeah, right. You know, just or watch a box there's, of that. Uh, SCP-999. He's a cute little, just just a cute little bundle of like squish, I guess. He's just sort of like jelly-like, oh, and it's literally just like when you he'll hug you and just sort of make you feel euphoric. He's just nice, the you know. The only one that can pseudo tame the hard to destroy lizard. Yes. So what happened? All right. So they punch this feel good slime. We'll call it Mr. Feelgood for short. Mr. Feelgood. <laughs> put Mr. Feelgood in the same um, 
containment as the hunt to destroy lizard because they wanted to see well it makes you know anyone attached feel good and passive maybe we'll pass by this monstrous genocidal killing lizard yep and so it half worked see um they put it in the same cell and it this hard to destroy lizard was like what the fudge what is this excuse me friend Sorry, that was a that was a reference that only um, some of us will understand, and by some of us, I mean my family. Um, <laughs> he was like, hey, he was like, uh, excuse me, like what's going on? He liked it, I guess, but wasn't yeah. very. He was I didn't he didn't like it all that much. But it ended up kind of making more and more contact. They started warming up to it, and for a short time, he was um, pacified by it. But then, after a, f- a few moments, well, you, first things first. We have to, like, we have to give the story of the hard-to-destroy reptile oh, before yeah. we so can go before, into test before, logs before of them. Because we're sort of getting ahead of ourselves here. You know, so the hard, so, shoot. Y'all are taking my outline and just, like, uh, listen, <laughs> screwing with it. <laughs> That's All right? what we're here for. Pretty much. So, the hard-to-destroy reptile is what it sounds like. It's this lizardy crocodile looking thing that's very hard to get rid of. How big? Depends. Oh. Cause here's the thing. It's adaptive. Ooh. So let's say you shoot guns at it. At some point now first things first, it is held in a vat of acid that is extremely strong because it, the acid literally eats the lizard at the same rate it can regenerate its cells. You know, so the the those lizard is just sitting there in the acid, slowly being eaten. No wonder but it's it also, hates us. Yes. <laughs> now it hated us before we did that. Okay, fair. When they captured it, they pretty much had to blow it to smithereens as much as they could, and it was still going like, "You are all disgusting creatures. I will destroy that. I will get rid of every last one of you." So they're like, "No," and they put him into some acid, and they um. So, but like they did a bunch of things, right? There is an extensive test log of ways to try and kill 682 and ways that it just does not die. There is, like, they put 173 in with 682. That's, 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 that's the statue the... that snaps your neck when you're not looking at it. Okay. And then, of course, Mr. Peanut, yes. And, of course, Mr. Hard to Destroy Reptile. You know, you can pet, the, somebody asks if you can pet the lizard. You can. He will most likely bite your hand off. Except for a little girl they put in with it. The, uh, shoot, I completely forgot. I think it was Evolution's Child was the SCP. They put that. No, 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 no. It was a little girl. The, the SCP is a little girl, right? Whenever an adult looks at it, they really want to kill it. The, the little girl. <laughs> the little girl, yes. They okay. really want to kill the little girl. But they can't because the little girl will, via some anomalous, anomalous um, property, kill the person back. Now, she doesn't really know she's doing this. And they figured, you know what? We can use that. And instead, the lizard was just kind of like, eh. And she went up and, like, gave it a pet and just sort of let it be, you know. And, um, you know, it's just, sort of, it just sort of relaxed. But, you know, the lizard will do a lot of things to adapt to that situation. So, like, when they put it up against 173, it sort of backed up against the wall like, excuse me, what is this? And grew a bunch of eyes. Right, it grew a bunch of eyes to just look at it, so one seven three couldn't move. Oh, and at some point, you know, everybody was like, "That's not good. We shouldn't have eyes because he can look at it." So they started shooting out the eyes, and that's when it started to develop a 
protective coating over the eyes that it could still see through, but wouldn't, you know, but but were bulletproof. Hmm. You know, that sort of thing. Bulletproof eye coating. Now you know we could use some of those. Honestly, like that sounds like a. Can I give me some of those bulletproof eye coatings you got there, fam? So you want some nice thick goggles, is what you're saying? Yes, but I don't want them to be thick. I just want them to be like you know thin, like like contact lenses, but protect my eyes. Well, it was more like a really thick third eyelid that just was bulletproof. Ah, I see. You know that sort of thing. And um and that's sort of the things six eight two does. So when they tried to use nine 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 to pacify six eight two, it sort of was like, ugh. Well, I guess I don't know how to describe it. I, I, I Joe knows I, more. I remember this. So you know, imagine like all his hatred towards humanity is like in a bottle, right? And so like it found yes. it flowing over. Imagine putting a cap on it. Mm-hmm. The um SCP nine 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 kind of put a cap on it. Where yes. you kind of felt good for a little while, but then after certain, like, I'm not sure what kind of amount of time it was, but a after long a enough amount of time, amount of time, he exploded. Darn. <laughs> Just bam. Gone. Like, like, um, I think not it's like sort it. of, um, not like, not exploded. Explosion, explosion, but like, exploded of like rage. Psychic explosion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which and it killed, was... like, I think everyone a 15 foot radius. And, um, yes, it was not very nice. And it temporarily took the containment out of containment. Yes, there was a containment breach afterwards, <laughs> which Ugh. is containment breaches aren't good. That's a lot of paperwork. This. Oh yes, <laughs> a lot of paperwork, a lot of positions to refill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, better go to that death row. I know, right? You know, imagine how many of these D-class personnel are Texans. Texans. I, I'm willing because Texas executes a lot of people. So I'm sure that there's probably at least a solid third of these D-class personnel are running around with like Texan accents. Well, they're from all over. Yeah, but there are know, sites like you know, like don't they most like Europe, sure. Asia. But for the American oh sites, with a bunch of Americans, Americans, I'm just imagining about a bunch of rootin' tootin', cowboy shootin' people with like cowboy hats wearing. Gold stars. Well, they're they're criminals. These are usually people, <laughs> cowboys are criminals. These are usually they people that people. were on death row. Exactly. These are people that were about to be murder. That were about to be given the death sentence for very bad reasons. We're talking. Um, I don't know if I could, like murderers, disrespecting our president, <laughs> people who 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 liked children a little too much, mm-hmm. um, that sort of thing, right? Those are the people that go in. Now they might be Texans, but they're not—they're not your rootin' tootin' cowboy Texans. They're your listen, Halo girl. SCP, that's the fastest gun in the West. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> There's yeah, an SCP you like can get to make him the fastest gun in the West. I guess. Like, That's—is that just meth? Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like full honesty, it's just meth. <laughs> Damn. But you know, there's a lot that goes on. What were we talking about? I just lost my. Oh my goodness! We've gone so far around this. State crimes. Oh yes, the D-class personnel. Is there? I have to know. Is there a person of interest slash SCP? Yes. That is Florida man. (laughs) (laughs) That is the Florida man we hear all about. He's definitely Peter class. He keeps breaching containment to like suplex a crocodile. That's all he does. He (laughs) breaks out of containment to go suplex the hard to destroy reptile. He breaks out of containment to join the task forces. Yes, he breaks out of containment to go get the task forces. It's it's perfect. <laughs> oh my gosh! But there's just 
there's a lot. There's a lot. We're you know we still got a lot to cover, fellas. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. So we're gonna. Let we you take we were we again. were going. What, what so we ended up with the D class, right? We were I think going so. On. We're covering SCPs now, right? We're, we're we're getting into the meat of this subject, right? The, the, I think about like 45 minutes ago, you were like, we're gonna cover SCPs now, and then yes. we just went off the deep end. I mean, but that's sort of what happens with SCP. They sort of go off the deep end. There's a lot, there's a lot to them. Because it's not a linear story. Because it's all collaborative. The only way to kind of explain it is to bounce around a bit. Exactly. And now what we've been talking about right now is a lot of, a lot of objects. And a lot of creatures. There are a lot of different kinds of SCPs. There's, there's places. There is a place that, um, it's outside of a mine shaft. When you walk through it, you suddenly gain an immense amount of knowledge. The only issue is your brain doesn't like this, so it kind of explodes. And it takes a little while, but it kind of is just like it's overloaded. You know, or there's... You die. You do die, Okay, so that's the... That's the the, That's the the reason they don't want people going through that location. Or there are... um, Or there are... There are places that are blocked off because like oh shoot like there's a like there's a garden there's there's a or there's um there's a building all right this is one of my favorites it is um i forgot exactly what it's called but it's something along the lines of like viable chimerism or something you know so for those of you who know what a chimera is it's when pretty much like you take animal a and mix it with animal b you know now for those of you who know genetics that doesn't always work despite the amount of horse girls, there are no horse girls. You know, if you catch my drift. I hate uh... that. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Or, you know, you can, you can, how about this? Let's go with stuff we do know. Y'all know uh, a mule, right? Yes. That is the, um, the genetic offspring of a donkey and a horse. Yes. All right. These things are, it's because a donkey and a horse are just close enough that they can have a kid. Now the only issue is that kid doesn't usually come out being able to have a kid. Mm-hmm. So you if know? I put a cat and a girl in there, I won't be highly satisfied. You know, you will be highly satisfied <gasps> because anything works in that under that roof. As long as Wait. you're in that building, anything goes. So I can finally become my persona. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, I really well, think that the, the the biggest reason we need this well, SCP no, you can't become your persona, but you can create your persona as a child. Perfect. <laughs> yes. It's, so there's stuff like you know, um, it, it's just it's, it's just that sort of thing where you can create whatever you want, and the only thing is they stop living when you take them out of the room. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that just sucks. Which kind of sucks. I want my money back. I know, right? Because you're like, well, if I'm gonna throw, a, if I'm gonna make a cat girl. All right, I wanted to live when I take it out of the room. Think about the practical applications. Yes. Like, create the ultimate meat for culinary arts. Just start combining animals and slaughtering them in the room to figure out what combination makes the Well, no, meat. I mean, you can take it out and you can still taste the meat. It's not like it disintegrates. They just yeah. stop being alive. <laughs> the genetics stop working. So you could just, you know. I could make a gourd chicken. A what chicken? A gourd. G-O-U-R-D. Oh, a gourd I, can you combine plants and animals? Uh, if you, well, I cells mean, that's cells. just sort of... That's just weird. I, yes, I suppose, yeah. Wow. Given yes. given okay. the plant equivalent of sperm mixed with the, um. I guess... 
Yeah, yeah. Given (laughs) pollen mixed with uh, the egg of a a chicken, I guess. You know, that would produce a viable offspring. Oh, wait, so so you actually need to go, like, full fertility doctor on this? Oh, yeah, no, no, like, the animals actually have to do the the dirty in order to actually do all this. (laughs) This this is all... Yes, you'd have to, there's, there's not a lot of... It's a bit dirty to do it, but all the chimeras work, and that's the important part. So have they and found an actual use for this, or is it all just like, oh, well, this is weird? It's just sort of like, oh, this is weird. Okay. We should study this to see what we can do with it. Yeah. You know, and it's not like, it's not a thing you want just sort of regular people stumbling in on. No. You know, that's not really a, a good idea. I'm curious how they first discovered this, though. There, are, <laughs> certain, there are certain SCPs that go into how these are discovered. Mm-hmm. Now, now I believe it was it used to be a genetic research lab, oh. and then of course weird things started happening. Foundation operatives got tipped off one way or another via via people who were you know research foundation research personnel like foundation personnel in the research team, or you know some way somehow some deep cover agent got wind of it. Hmm. You know that's mm-hmm. usually how things like this are are talked about or are found. You know. And that's and that's sort of that's one of the, uh, the cool ones for something like a place. Or actually, I'm so sorry. I said we would talk about Daleport. Daleport. We're gonna get to Daleport. We're gonna get to. Daleport. This is something about a, a a great war. Ooh. Um. First things first. Y'all know y'all know H.P. Lovecraft and his um very racist ass. Yes. I know some very racist SCP. A very racist SCP. We'll not get to that. <laughs> We're talking about Daleport. So, for those of you, um, I mean, y'all, everybody knows Cthulhu, right? Mm-hmm. Cthulhu, that sort of, the, the big tentacle guy that people want to summon because he destroys everything. Yeah. That's an elder god. All right, there are a lot of elder gods, such as Yogg-Sagoth, um, you know, Cthulhu. Um, Nyarlathotep. Nyarlathotep, thank you. Who uh, has a, an anime. Oh, gosh. It's, it's, it's worse than you can imagine. Um. <laughs> there's, there's one. Oh shoot, I'm completely forgetting. What's the one that literally only promises destruction? I don't know. Pretty sure it begins Donald with Donald Trump. <laughs> Any political <laughs> views stated in this radio show are not the opinions of WUMD or University of Michigan Dearborn. And if you think that, that was, that's on you. Yes, that's yeah, on that's you. on you. Um, if you thought anyways, that. what I'm trying to get at here is, uh, somebody decided that you know what? There are too many elder gods. What if we just made him fight? <laughs> and that's like Daleport. <laughs> it is literally just Elder God Battle Royale. Oh, and yes. Make an Elder God fight another Elder God. Well, I mean, they pr- using some ritual, they pretty much bound them all to Daleport. And they used some sort of, you know, anomalous magic thing. Daleport, it's one of those bigger on the inside sort of things. So it takes a, you know, despite the fact that you may look only a mile from Daleport, at some point or another, there's an orange fog, and all of a sudden it takes a lot longer to get to Daleport than it used to. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's weird things going on in Daleport, such as a group of torsos that will manifest themselves um, <laughs> at, at, in front of Town Hall and then sort of appear to jog all the way to the library where they will disappear and then reappear back at Town Hall and continue their jog. There is a the top half of a corpse poking out of a wall that is just sort of bleeding out of every orifice. Um, there is, my favorite is a, the body of a woman that no matter which way you press on it, goes up. It just goes up. 
what? I, you I'm can, not like, sure what you mean like, exactly. Imagine you're sitting, you're, you're, you're like, you've got a ball in the middle of a room, right? Yes. If you tried to push on it, or we'll imagine it like this, right? You've got a graph of the y, x, and z directions, right? Yes. Where, where y is up, x is like left to right, and z is forward to backward, right? Well, usually I think Z is up when you're taking. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's okay. how I'm Go doing on. it. Or sure. whatever it is, right? So you, so you could push on it, like on the side, but it would move up the I Y see. axis, right? You could push down on it, but it would move up. And so does it just float unless it a force? It just floats unless a force is acted upon. So it. gravity does not affect it? No. Does it have mass? Does it take effort to push it? It's it takes effort to push okay. it, yes, but it's just it's it's part you know part of this is just it's weird. It's sort of this elder god sort of thing, you that know. This this it's a byproduct of the war, yes, you know. And there are and Foundation operatives did in fact meet some of these gods, and got saved by them and you know teleported off somewhere else because there is a literal elder god war going on there, and that's the entire sort of thing behind it. Of there's too many of them. We'll fight them all to the last one, and then they get to be they get to be top doggy. They get to be the elderest god. Yes, sir. You know, and that's I. I wonder if that. I suppose that would include the old gods as well. For those who understand that reference, yes, Joe. All right. So this is a bit of a better thing. Okay. Um, I have a. We have a one listener who's actually talking to us on the DJ chats. I know they want video, attention. And um, they say um by the name M1 and M2. I want attention. So um, here's your attention. Attention. We, are, we, we love attention. you. Attention. Okay. Thank you. you so much for listening. Everybody, real quick. Attention. 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 Yeah, that there. That's your fun. daily dose of attention. Here's Congratulations. Attention. I hope you got your dopamine. I'm very sorry that we actually have a subject to talk about for once. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and, and Dale Porter is sort of that. That's a keeter because you got to try and keep people away from it, you know. M1 and M2, if you're still listening, oh give us an SC, design us an SCP before we go off air, and, and we will read it on air the YouTube, and discuss boo. it. It can be any weird thing or scary thing or whatnot. Just let us know. Yeah, there you go. Um, but there's there's also things like events that happen, right? There is uh, the SS Hermanshire. Don't quote me on that. Hmm. It's... um. <laughs> I believe this is series three, so this is somewhere in the 2000s, right? And it's pretty much in in sort of like any body of water, not necessarily deep enough to contain it, but wide enough and long enough to contain it. A um boat will a a submarine will appear out of the water, and along with this comes a storm of cerebrospinal fluid, and blood <laughs> and salt water. Um, one of these things do not belong. <laughs> yes. When, and what happens is, is people come out of the submarine dressed in those old timey diver suits. And like, you can't see the face or anything in them. And they're like, you are in danger. Come with us. And There's they try no to lure to people explain. into the ship. Right. And they usually do lure people into the ship. And what ends up happening is, is these people get put into diving suits and they go to a completely different, like, reality almost, where everything is a fluid and everything is almost underwater, you know? And they find things like, they find, like, deer without eyes and teeth, you know? Or, like, like 
you know, or like one. It's it's weird. That just sounds like Down River. It's really <laughs> weird. And they even um, and here's the thing too is they had a D class who ended up going in, getting into one of the suits, and coming back, and then they described all this. And the original crew is like they believe something bad is about to happen. They're not trying to do this to harm people. You know, because when the people get in these suits, they are they are still themselves. The only thing is, is they're no longer themselves. When the D-Class guy tried to take off his suit, spoiler warning, a bunch of water flew out along with eyes belonging to a normal North American deer and teeth belonging to a young girl. Ooh. Yes, it kind of... Um, That's wait. My cerebrospinal fluid went into my spine. Isn't that how? Isn't that where that's supposed to go? I don't think so, <laughs> because there's a like your your cerebrum is like. Okay, well, as as somebody who wants to be a neurosurgeon, okay. I've done a little bit of research into this. You know, that's right. You will know more um, than me. The first things first. Your cerebrospinal fluid fills in your head. Okay, so like 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 in your brain, right? You got your brain sitting there, but it's not just sitting there all dry like. It's floating in some water, or the cerebrospinal fluid to act as a, a buffer. And there is some cerebrospinal fluid that's going through your spine. So what I would imagine what really happened is there was excess cerebrospinal fluid in their spine, and it actually needed to be taken out. Because oh. when you do a lumbar puncture, like if anybody here has had the unfortunate experience of needing a lumbar puncture, or you're a woman who gets um, one of those really big nerve blocker things so they don't feel it when well, they give birth. So when did Those, we become a medical talk yeah. show? <laughs> well, well, when somebody decided that they show. talked about cerebral spinal fluid into their spinal cord. Well, mm. it, it was like, so this is like an excess. And because like, here's the thing. If sometimes in order to diagnose certain conditions, they need to take cerebral spinal fluid. So they do a lumbar puncture where they literally have you sort of bend over and sort of they, you do your best to sort of spread the discs of your spine apart. And they poke into your spinal cord to take out some spinal fluid. Oof. It is very dangerous. And Oof. Um, they had carry malformation, which sucks ass. I'm very sorry to hear about that. I don't know what that is, but that sounds awful. If I don't it has know what to deal with either. your spine. I... It's something about, well, malformation, something formed poorly. Um, yeah. Quote, um, my lateral ventricles were smaller than my normal. Oh, crap, I lost it. Oh, there it was smaller than normal, and the fluid created a sack of fluid. Ooh. Ah, uh, yes. So that it was it was an excess amount of fluid. So that's uh that really sucks. That's not cool. Wait, um, yeah. Everyone here at one D and on this podcast are very glad you survived. As as who I'm assuming, I believe my stalker. Um, I'm really glad you're okay because if you were dead, I wouldn't have a stalker. <laughs> um, now. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Body Oddities. Sorry, yeah, sorry for delving into my medical expertise. But, um, you know, so there's events like that. And I did mention uh, we were going to talk about memetics. Ooh. All right, we'll get into some memetics, all right? So Y'all know what a meme is? Pretty much. Y'all know what a meme is? Y'all ever gone onto your, onto your Reddits or your I Facebooks and you see the minions that go... I wish I had a drink right now. Like, that when, like, that's funny, OGF. right? Uh-huh. That feel when dat boy, oh shoot, what up? That feel exactly, when right? <laughs> that feel when you breach containment. Ooh, you know, a meme. Now, or for the boomers out here, I hate my wife. Oh, it's 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 not the stalker. 
But it's so. But they say thanks for the concern, and you're very welcome. Um, I I got one. Yes. Um, when an SCP breaks containment, here comes that boy. Oh shoot! What up? <laughs> so there's a meme. Now the 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 technical definition of a meme is something more along the lines of an Answer. idea that spreads easily, right? So a meme is something like Christianity. Christianity is technically a meme. It is an idea that spread very rapidly throughout a population, right? Yep. Now, memetics deal with stuff like that. If you look up Tom Scott and the image that will destroy your brain, he will tell you about certain there, an actual memetic oddity where there is a picture that you can look at that messes with your mind so much, you will see after images for months I am very serious about this. I do not condone this. You do this of your own volition. You can find these pictures and almost permanently damage your sight. All right, this is a real science as well. So okay. if you want to see something that affects your images um, but doesn't permanently damage you, you, there's lots of YouTube videos where, like, basically you look into a swirl and it affects how your brain processes images for, like, a minute after you look away. And yes. so that way you can experience the coolness of like stripping uh, out without drugs of a medic without, without permanently damaging your brain. But if yes. you're a real G, <laughs> you're, you're Now, WUMD nor University of Michigan Dearborn nor any of us this, condones that. that I don't joke, condone this. That, that, that was a very a, much a joke. The kids would say a, a mem. A mem. A mem. Yes, a meme. A meme. A meme. A meme. All right. So that's that's what a meme. Uh, uh, that's what uh, that's what a meme is, all right. The pronunciation meme is a meme now spreading <laughs> to your brain. That's what a meme is. That's what a meme is, right? And there are various memes you can have. There are visual memes, auditory memes, um, linguistic memes. There is a guy who created a word, and within the word coded what the word means, and makes you replace all other expletives with that word. It's like a like a norf, right? Like man, Susie was being a real norf, right? And the first time you ever hear norf, your brain automatically knows what a norf is. And at some point, like you know how we're allowed to say bitch ass and damn, right? Yes. At yep. some point, all we would ever say was norf instead of bitch ass and damn, no, right? We have some audience members that might like that. <laughs> that would be fun. It's like, what the norf is going on here, fellas? Don't, don't act like a norf. Exactly, right? And you know, and that's that's a meme, right? Or there's other memes like um here's a fun my favorite. We'll we'll, we'll I'm going to do a good segue here. One of my favorites is SCP-609. The Dr. Wondertainment's Ontological 6 Ball. So, ontological, I don't know the the exact proper definition of ontological, but it's like philosophical in nature. All right? This is sort of a um, you know, Something along the lines of an I think, therefore I am sort of toy, where you don't actually get the toy when you purchase it from Dr. Wondertainment. Instead, what you get are the instructions to conjure it into being using only your thoughts. Now, this isn't like a, you gain the ability to conjure things. This is using philosophical ideas, you conjure this being into existence. Mm -hmm. That you think, therefore, it is. Mm. You know? And that's a meme. Like, when people, <laughs> when people, like, read this, and they, and they gain the ability to create the six ball, 
it's never gone from their mind. You can make people forget that they can create it, but they know how to create it. You know? Mm. So, like, they can be reminded of it. Like, if they go to a pool hall, they might go, oh, I can do that. And boom, ontological six ball. Right? You know, just sort of look real hard and bring it into existence. No, it doesn't do anything. It's just, it's just, that's, but that's the, that's the fun of it. You can do whatever you want. If you think of a place where it could be, I can guarantee you it's already been there, you know, or you can make it be there. You know, the ontological six ball is everything that is and everything that will, or everything that was and everything that will be and everything that currently is. You know, it's, 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 you know, it makes you, it makes you go, hmm, I wonder what life really is in probably the worst way possible. And like the worst existential crisis you will ever have if you ponder the Wonder Tain- Doctor Wondertainment's ontological six ball for long enough. You know that's one of those. But it's it's a it's a meme, folks. That's that's the technical definition of a meme. And, that's a spicy meme. And to to continue for the last few minutes here with some of my favorites, because I've got some favorites. Six oh nine is one of them. Still around the table. We're all familiar. Still around the table. Yes, I will give I'll give my top favorite and a quick explanation. My top favorite. SCP-610. That is the flesh that hates is the colloquial term. All right. And pretty much what it is, is it's this, it's a, it's Keter or Euclid, I believe. And it's this area in Russia that is overtaken by this disease that pretty much causes intense scarification of, so like if any of, any of you have had surgery and you got a big scar left behind, imagine that tissue, but all over your body and you become part of sort of a hive mind. And in fact, it, you sort of like, it, it, it is a disease that is, it, it's, it's a hive mind in sense, you know, where every individual becomes part of another whole being. And it's trying to make, it's physically trying to make Earth more habitable for it. So like, when they go to, when they discover this area, it's covered in the scar tissue. And despite being in like the middle of Siberia, it is extremely warm. Because it's generating all this heat, because it likes the heat to, you know, grow, you know, and they send people in to, to discover it. And these people have all sorts of weird growths on them. They have extra orifices or, or fewer than normal extra limbs. They do weird things like there, there's one where they describe they have a robot that goes to observe some of these creatures and there's a bunch of them in a house and one goes and sets the table. And then proceeds to vomit up a tube of things and puts it on a plate. And then other things come and eat at the table and eat it. You know, like, it's weird. It's funky. It's gross. It's you. And uh, my favorite part about it, what makes it my favorite, is the amount of exploration logs. So, like, a lot of SCP documentation will include things like, you know, what the scientists, you know, did. If it's a person, they might interview it. If it's an object, they might test it. If it's a place, they might explore it, you know. So that's what I thoroughly enjoyed about it. And I highly recommend you read it. It is a very fun SCP. There are five whole, um, five whole, uh, exploration logs that are fun and enjoyable for the whole family. What about Tim? What is uh, Tim like? So my favorite SCP is SCP-1235. And so that one, uh, the description is SCP-1235 is a large illustrated German language atlas of the world. Hmm. The title page claims the atlas to have been printed in 1903 as the third revision of an 1899 atlas. Uh, but the publisher has no record of this printing. 
And basically what happens is if you open this atlas to the um, page that has like the entire world on it, yes, and you look at it under a tiny, tiny microscope, you realize that there's actually an entire world reflective of how the world really was in 1903 <laughs> happening in this atlas. And so every time what happens is that world goes on in like super speed. But oh, yeah. every time you shut and reopen the book, it resets back yes. to this uh, time period. And they are, oh, I'm pretty sure they're aware of the reset too. Oh, that's not cool. So what ends up happening is they, like these that tiny people, they develop like, because the time is so sped up for them, yes. they develop like spaceships and try a lot of different measures to keep the book open. And yes. to, like, stop it from being closed and resetting and all this. Mm -hmm. And one funny thing is my friend Mike and I, yeah. we were talking about this because he introduced me to it. Yes. And I ran the numbers and I found out the size and speed of a dust mite that would fall onto this. Basically, a dust mite would be the mm -hmm. size of a city and would, like, go along at something like 20 or 30 miles per hour. Uh, just oh, destroying stuff on this God. tiny map. So oh, that's that, terrifying. That is genuine. So that's oh, not. Oh my goodness. None of that is talked about. They talked about a lot of things like I mean, how yeah. politics I mean, develop like, in this the, world. The, the but... implications of something like that are. Yes, it's very interesting. interesting. Very interesting. How about you, Joe? You got a favorite SCP? I do. Mine's a lot less interesting, but it's a lot more artsy. <laughs> of course. <laughs> The um, hypostatic union of SCP-2171 and SCP-2171-1. Lots of dashes. So I'm not going to bore you with the details because you can you know, search this up on the website. Yes. And we have droves of information. But essentially, just at these um kind of mostly random parts around like um in like botanical areas with trees and stuff. Yeah. Um. Piles of leaves will kind of um, gather around. Even I think it's oh, only during I fall. This one. Yeah. Yes. And um, they'll start to kind of they'll start to come together and coagulate into these um, kind of scenes. Yes. It'll be like scenes of lives of ancient people, like just like a five second snippet mm -hmm. of like maybe like an um, archer drawing his bow and um firing it. Or like a scene of a mother having her child ripped away from her. And these leaves will just play that scene for like a few days on end. And it'll just disappear. Oh, jeez. And um, the reason why it's my favorite mm. is it's, almost, it's, it's a safe one. But um, it's like, it kind of, kind of like how Andrews, he liked his because it was kind of going on and something philosophical. This one kind of plays on the, um, it plays on the permanence slash impermanence of time. Oh, geez. Like um, it kind of points towards a um, nonlinear time where things in the past still exist as they uh, were before, and it's kind of like it bleeding through to the present day. And I, I think hmm. it's just interesting. And um, that is very interesting. These will yeah. actually make noise of, and they've actually oh. translated. I don't remember exactly how, like of ancient languages. Right. Um. So whatever Reno is reflecting of some ancient um, civilization, it will—it's actually in their language. So you can go hmm. back and actually, <laughs> if you um want, if you play back and actually just 
I think it's, you have to do a degree of deciphering. Oh, of course. But you can actually, um, there are actually logs describing some of these scenes and what's hmm. being said. Fun. That's pretty interesting. Now, we're, we're coming to the end here, folks. So, what I want to say is we've really hit the tip of the iceberg here. There's a lot more we can go into. There's a lot of a lot of extra classifications, a lot of, I didn't even get to all the topics I wanted to talk about. There are fun ones that break the norms. For instance, I recommend 2521, and uh, I hope you hear from me after this, because I've talked about 2521 now, and the whole gimmick is you can't talk and or write about 2521. Oh, is so the, the entire thing like, is... The one depicted with pictures? Yes, the entire Ooh. thing is done via pictures. Hey guys, where did our recording go? <laughs> exactly right so you know and and it's it's a very interesting one that breaks this norm or the one that most recently broke the norm that everybody enjoyed was scp 3999 which sort of you know it takes that because if you go read scp 173 or 682 or 610 you'll find a very specific format of here's the number here's its classification here's how you hold on to it and here's what it is always in that order and, you know, these ones are fun. They break the mold. There are there are plenty of tales as well. There are people who make up stories involving these SCPs. You know, there are plenty of people who talk about how this SCP interacts with this SCP. There's a, there's the joke SCPs. SCP, my favorite, 420-J. Literally just your typical THC marijuana described as an SCP. You know? It's... It's fun. They're cute. Or there's SCP like blank blank dash J, or like blank dash J, which is pretty much like the the describing that typical like I guess like weak reaction to bugs like oh you kill it oh you they're gross oh they're everywhere oh you know that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's that's SCPs, folks. It's a it's a, it's a fun time, and I thank you for joining us and discussing it with us. Awesome. And before we end the show, can I just uh for just like one minute talk about what we're doing next week yes I so love that. next week i'm super excited for it we're going to be diving into tulpas which basically mm. it, it's very complicated concept when you get into like all the ins and outs of it but the tldr of it is there's these people who essentially use weeks and months of regular kind of meditation and focus to try to create like another person in their brain to almost partition their brain in a way so that they can interact with like a separate personality within themselves and it sounds crazy it is kind of crazy but, but it's, it's also crazy it's, it's very interesting and i'm excited to talk with all of you about that next week sir ladies and gentlemen this has been Web Oddities with DJ D-Class. DJ Tim Allen. And DJ J02X slash Moshimonium slash Jayhawk. And I think we'll see you all next week. Thank you very and much. Have a so good much night. Listening and shout out to all the furries that came in and listened. Bye. Yes. Goodbye. <laughs>